Hey guys, welcome back to another episode on the Scatter the Broad Network of the Far Better Podcast. I am your host, Michael Clark. Thank you so much for taking some time to be with me to study today. Whatever it is you might be doing right now, going on a run, folding laundry, doing the dishes, making dinner, whatever you're doing, I don't need to know, I don't want to know, but I'm thankful that you're here and taking some time to study. We left off last week in Galatians chapter 6, and we're talking about the road sign caution. Today we pick up in verse 2 of chapter 6 and say this, caution sign number 2, be a burden sharer and do good. When problems come, we need to rely on help. You know, sometimes people can have problems that can be too great for them to handle. I think of Galatians 6 too, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. That word burden there is really like a large boulder, one that a man cannot bear himself. And literally, this passage is saying that we keep on bearing the burdens of our loved ones in the church, of our brothers and sisters in Christ. Burden sharing is a team effort. That word one another there is a mutual understanding that you're to help all of your fellow brothers and sisters. Now, I understand there are some people in life that you and I just seem to click well and better with them than we do with anybody else. The Bible even says there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother, and there's an understanding there that sometimes we'll come across somebody, we'll meet them, and we'll think, wow. How did I ever make it through life without this friend? And maybe in the church we find somebody like that too, but that does not excuse us from bearing the burdens of all of the brethren. Everyone's burdens. You know, even the people we don't get along with. You know, sometimes I'm appalled by the mistreatment in the Lord's church. Some of us seem to think that heaven will have cliques. Brethren, the Bible teaches nothing about being separate from each other, the church. We're actually told the opposite, to get away from worldly views. Now, you stop and ask yourself worldly views, and you need to be reminded of 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 17. Therefore, Paul writes, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. If you can't look at our country in the United States or our world and see the turmoil and see the problems and see the just utter lack of helping our fellow man, then we in the church need to set ourselves apart as a standard for morality, and a standard for brotherly love and kindness. As a standard for what this world could look like, we need to help each other. You know, and we need to remind ourselves when we're trying to help people that we're not better than other people. It is easy to point out the sins of others. In Galatians 6, 3, it says, If anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. How many people today, they think that they are God's gift to mankind on fill-in-the-blank? They are absolutely, 100%, positively, the best thing since sliced bread. You know... Those people 
as vast and as wide in the world as they are, are some of the smallest people in reality that you will ever meet. If anyone thinks himself to be something, when he's nothing, he deceives himself. He points at his brother in this context, essentially, and says, Oh, Brother Jim? Yeah, I kind of figured that would happen. Ah, uh, Brother Tom? Man, it is so unfortunate. But I saw it coming. I would never do that, though. I would never be like that. You know, it's a lot like what Jesus would say in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 7, 3 through 5, where he says, Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Or how can you say, verse 4 of Matthew 7, to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye, and behold, or look, a plank is in your own eye. You hypocrite. First remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Don't look at your brother and say, he has a problem, but I don't. Don't look at your brother and say, I would never be in that boat. You probably already are. This happens too often. This is where gossip becomes to be such an issue in the Lord's church. And many today are more concerned with telling others about your burdens than they are actually helping you to carry them. Even when they're saying something that's true, we need to ask ourselves, is this something I would want done to me? Now, there is a difference between telling the truth and speaking the truth on a matter and gossiping, and I'm going to fight tooth and nail to the day that I die and make the statement very clear. If I am telling you the truth and I can prove it, I am not gossiping. If it needs to be said. But we need to remember Matthew seven twelve: whatever we want men to do to us, we do also to them. If we're conceited, we'll be cheated. So beware, he says in verse 4. Let each one examine his own work, Galatians 6, 4, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another, not in a neighbor. We take heed to ourselves. We prove our own work and we beat the test. We've got to take an inward look to be the best that we can be. We don't glory ourselves over other people. And you might recall of a situation one time where there was this man, he went to pray. And as he went to pray, he said, I am thankful. I am thankful that I'm not like other men. I'm thankful that I'm not like this other people that we see in the world. And I want you to think about this passage for a moment. In Luke 18, beginning in verse 9, Jesus talks about a Pharisee and a tax collector. He spoke this parable to some, watch this, who trusted in themselves, Luke 18, 9, that they were righteous and they despised others. So Jesus said to them, you know, two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. And if you were to ask the average Jewish believer back then, who would be the most reverent, the most respectful to God, the most holy, the most righteous? 
The answer would probably have been, if you're picking between the tax collector and a Pharisee, well, it's got to be the Pharisee, right? We don't like the tax collector. They were known for being cheaters. Jesus says, the Pharisee, verse 11, he stood and he prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this little tax collector over here. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector, verse 13, standing afar off, he couldn't even raise his eyes to heaven. But he beat upon his chest, and he said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. A tax collector said that. And Jesus says in verse 14, I tell you, that man, the tax collector, he went to his house justified rather than the Pharisee. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. You and I think about taking an inward look, being the best that we can be, and not glorying ourselves over other people. We're told in several ideas throughout Scripture that there is a mindset of not praising ourselves. In Proverbs 27 and verse 2, it says, Let another man praise you, and not your own mouth, a stranger, and not your own lips. And what we found in Matthew or in Luke 18, and now in Galatians 6, is you cannot praise yourself and put down the others. Beware. Don't glory yourself over other people. We bear the burdens that are ours to bear. In Galatians 6.5, we seem to have a contradiction in some people's minds. You know, it says, bear your own backpack. For each one shall bear his own load, Galatians 6.5. A soldier's pack. And there are some burdens that you and I have to bear. And this isn't even a contradiction. It's seen in Scripture. Eric Lyons pointed out in one of his articles about bearing one another's burdens or just bearing your own. He said, there are some things that you and I have to do that no one else can do for us. For example, he said, no one can become a Christian for someone else. No one can worship for another person. And no one will be able to appear before the judgment seat of Christ for someone else. And if you look at Scripture, you find that Scripture shows us that Jesus had a burden that he felt the weight of in Luke 22, verses 41 through 44, that Paul had a thorn in the flesh that he had to bear, 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10, and that individually everyone will be judged, Jeremiah 17, 10, 32, 19, Ezekiel 18, 20, Matthew 16, 27, Romans 2, 6, Revelation 2, 23, Revelation 20 and verse 13. You got the picture, right? There are some burdens that are ours and ours alone. And so you reap what you sow. Share the good that is given or shown to you. In Galatians 6 and verse 6, Paul says, Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Communicate, support each other. Philippians 4, 15 through 16. Bear the burdens or be forgotten. Galatians 6, 7, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. So what are we sowing? 
You know, this passage is not only saying that in general terms, you reap what you sow. If you sow sin, you will reap sin. That's true in principle. And certainly, I wouldn't suggest that that principle does not, no pun intended, bear itself out. But the context of what we're reading is still very important. And that context is this. If you will not be a burden bearer for others, do not be surprised or expect others to rush to your aid to bear your burdens. Verse 8 says, He who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. It's not a pretty picture here, corruption or decay. And corrupt things are the ones that are spoiled and rotten. And food that has been left out is not as appetizing as it was when first set before us. I don't know if you've ever had this experience or not, but maybe you've gone to a restaurant before and you order food and you get the food and, oh, it looks so good. But you had one too many rolls or one too many chips and, you know, salsa helpings. And so you look at the plate and you think, there is no way that I'm going to finish that. There's no way. And so you do what a lot of us do, and you say, can I get a box? And if you're like I am, you get that box, and every time I convince myself this isn't going to happen, and I take the box home, and I put it in my fridge, and a week or two later, I open up the fridge, and I go, what is that box from? Oh, that's that chicken, cheese, and rice that I didn't finish a week ago. Doesn't look as good as it did when they first brought it out to me. Take a bite out of an apple, out of an apple, and then leave that apple sitting on a table for six months. Guarantee you, you're not going to want to take another bite. Paul says spiritually, spiritually, don't become known for sowing corruption to yourself. Instead, He shifts here, do good. You know, don't have poor conditioning. I think I've talked about her before on the podcast, but I had a a church member where I was at in Somerville named Addison McNabb. She's still there. Uh, Addison, if you happen to be listening to this, I love telling this story. Addison hated running, and I was her football coach once, and every single practice, Addison ended up running the most on a regular basis, I mean, it was uncanny how much she had to run more than the others. I told her every time that we did that, hey, if you will do this and you will condition yourself, you will really see the results later. And so every practice she ran. Finally, we got to a point in the season where she had a game with about four touchdowns. Nobody could catch her. And I told her, I said, now do you see why it's important to run? Now look at Galatians 6, 9. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Don't be slack in pace. Sometimes it gets difficult. If we faint not 
or don't lose heart, if we keep on going, it's not going to be easy always. We will reap, though, if we faint not. He's not saying you're not going to get tired. He's not saying there's not going to be a moment where you think, can I get there? Can I make it? He's saying don't quit. Everyone matters to God, so treat them like it. The last passage we're going to look at today is Galatians 6.10. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to just our friends. Let us do good to just the people who look like me. Let us do good to just my family. Let us do good to just the church. No, the Bible doesn't say that, and anybody that promotes anything against this passage does not love God. The Bible says, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all. But especially, especially to those who are of the household of faith, unto all men. Think of what Christ has done for the human race. That includes the physical and financial blessings that are placed upon man. And just as God is good to both, then we as well need to be good to both the Christian and non-Christian. Burden share and do good. Caution. Caution. If you're not doing these things, it's time to make a change. I'm thankful that you took some time to be with me this week on the Scattered Abroad Network and the specific podcast that I, co- that I host, the Far Better Podcast. The whole premise of this show is to please God now so our eternity can be far better, and that's exactly what Paul said he was trying to do in Philippians 1 and verse 21 through 23. So, until next week when we wrap this up with some text takeaways, let's please God now so our eternity can be far better. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, And please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.